Junkie Live on Tuesday, May 10th. How's everybody doing out there? Hey! Everything sounding good? Everything good? I think we're good. Alright, how's everybody doing out there? Good to see ya! Let's talk some uh, movie nerdy shiza right now. Alright, make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up, do all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Want to join? Become a member. We do a members-only post stream, now, post show stream now on Wednesdays. So tomorrow we'll be doing that. You know, private engagement with all that. You know, it's pretty fun. And then of course the Patreon and everything is provided down below. Film Junkie Closet. Every tang, what is happening? All right, we got this here. Fear Jason right here. Anybody home? Anybody home? What? Uh, we got Mr. Goose Snack. That's Goose Snack right there. What's up, Mother Hawk? Right there. Hi, Steph. How's it going? It's Nighthawk. Release the Andre cut. There's a new hashtag right there. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. All right. And then, of course, we got. Uh, okay. You must be new here. Bringing back Themo Hawk. Sometimes I'm late. Fashionably. Okay? It happens. But I'm here. Let's talk some shit. All right, what's going on, Niner for Life? There you go, going. We got Zed right here. Oh, we got Captain Gator Girl. You're, yeah, you are my favorite child, yes. The Film Junkie Children, yes. Of the Film Junkie Children, of course. Hi, yes, Space Mutant, how you doing? Snyder Bros, report in. What's going on, yes. We got Jesse. And we got Eric. Good to see you, Tyler, also. We got Darlin. How you doing, Darlin? Yeah. Good, all right. The music has now ceased. All right, to Mama Film Junkie here. How you doing, Mom? Love you. This is news to me. This project is related to... No, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It's pretty cool. Give you a little... I'll uh, give a little recap of this project right here that turned out exceptionally well after... Well, let's just face it. When this was being worked on last year, it, it saw some hardships. It saw some hardships. So I'll give you guys a little update who don't know. So who else is out there, huh? Yeah, let's see. Uh, of course, thank you. Thank you again, Nikki, for the $5 super chat. Of course, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, if you want to, Jose, apparently you're always wanting to get banned. So I don't know. I, don't, I just don't get it, you know. Yeah, well, how's it going there, uh, Miss Rosemary? Uh, let's see. Am I missing? Okay. Saw somebody yell out Ray Porter like he was here, but Osmondius, I don't know. I thought he was here and I was going to say hi, Ray, because yeah, Ray had something new to, uh, talk about today. I need to get him back on the vodka stream so we could talk about what he's been working on, man. He's been busy, a busy man. But, uh, when we get to the tweets, we'll see exactly, uh, one of the things that he revealed today, which was cool. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Favorite part of the day. That's what I like to hear right there. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Hello. Uh, Gunner's here. What? All right. Hi, Gunner. Yeah, you're there, too. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. I watched and upload. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It excites you. Good. As it should. As it should. Oh, there you go. Sorry. My, sorry, Mr. Eric. How you doing, buddy? Sorry. 
There's so many. It was like going crazy right there for a minute. So I apologize if I missed anybody. But anyways, guys, thank you for joining in. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about, of course, uh, animation uh, films. Good to see you, too. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about, of course, here's the uh, four subjects, the topics for today. Project Justice League premiered today. So we'll be uh, kind of going through all that. We're not. It's not like we're just going to sit here and watch the thing, but at the same time, we'll go through it because very impressed by it for sure. And then, of course, we'll update, a little update about this guy or, well, this person. Sorry. Sorry, I'm canceled already. You know, we're we're uh, this many minutes in, and I'm already uh, I'm already pronounced, man. Jesus, no. But uh, we'll talk about Ezra Miller and all that stuff yesterday because obviously we knew that it wasn't. It was all BS. That whole little rumor about Dylan O'Brien and everything like that. We'll talk about Miss uh, Scarlet Witch, Miss Wanda, right here, the actual Elizabeth Olsen, who uh, has recently been, like, you know, talking about some stuff, you know, talking about future things when it comes to the MCU. And then we'll talk about Warner Brothers Discovery, which I know that's just the WB logo, but I always love that WB logo. I don't know if they're, I mean, they're not going to incorporate the, a D in there somewhere. That'd be interesting, but, you know, I like the blue logo. But, yeah, apparently, you know, according to... Uh, a recent report, it's coming, coming strong, man. That's for damn sure. So we'll do all that. Do all of that. All right, then. Let's get uh, let's get the show started. Let's get to these tweets. Huh? Let's get to the tweets and see what we're doing here. Okay, we're good. We're good. All right, here we are into the Twitter world. Um, you know, this one, this tweet right here, a lot of people are tweeting out this photo right here, which looks like John Hammond looks like John Hammond, uh, from, um, Jurassic park, uh, on a, on a subway. And, uh, when I just, you know, a lot of people were putting their little captions. I just put that he is very tired and frustrated that, well, life found a way. So, you know how that happens, Jeez, because life did find a way, poor John Hammond. Hey, remember this? <laughs> oh, my God. Remember when nobody knew what the fuck was going on with this virus? Everybody thought they were going to turn into a zombie or something like that. There were people that were like, no, nah, it's just another flu. There were people that really thought it was the end of the world. And they literally became they, they came up with this whole thing of like people hugging each other through like uh, plastic. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, man, that was a mad stage. That was crazy. That was crazy. Now, you know, I don't blame everybody because, you know, we didn't know what exactly this thing was. It was a little interesting at first, but it got pretty ridiculous, and that was one of the things. That's for damn sure. And, hey, remember the, uh, this right here? I think this is uh, – I don't know if this is like – I think this is, might be old news, but at the same time, it just found it kind of funny, uh, Marvel Facts, talking about this. An Iron Man statue titled Man of Steel – was erected in Italy to honor Tony Stark's death in the MCU. I, I'm pretty sure this is old news because I think I remember hearing about this because Endgame came out like three years ago or whatever the fuck. Um, but the fact that they put an Iron Iron Man statue and they called it Man of Steel. I mean, come on. What are you thinking here? Okay. We all know Man of Steel is Superman, okay? And literally, Iron is in the fucking name. You could have called it Man of Iron or Iron Man. Just say Iron Man. That's all you got to do. 
Holy crap. It's ridiculous. Seriously. What could he do? Uh, and then, hey, right here, look at this. Takawatiti. He uh, gives a review of his own film and says it's great. <laughs> uh, Takawatiti's uh, Thor Love and Thunder is a fantastic film, according to writer-director Takawatiti. All right, this is when, you know, I mean, I respect, like, MCU, the direct, and DCU, the direct, but, man, I mean, this is what happens when you're specifically just reporting news on one, you know, one area of uh, pop culture or movies or whatever, that they literally have to be like, hey, guess what? Takawatiti. Hey, guys, I'm just letting you guys know right now, the film Junkie Live, this film Junkie Live is fantastic, Okay. Somebody report that? Huh? Yeah? Yeah? This Film Junkie Live is absolutely amazing. And that's coming from me, Dave the Film Junkie. Just saying. Report that shit. So I thought that was pretty funny. And speaking of Thor, Ragnarok. Not Ragnarok. Thank God it's not Ragnarok, but Thor Love and Thunder. But here's a new shot of Thor right there. And to be honest, I do like this costume. I do really actually like this costume. I think it's pretty good. I like the fur on the cape. I like everything. It looks very Viking-like and everything. I think it looks pretty great. But eventually, it's going to turn into this. <laughs> uh -uh. Look at the colors. I mean, I'm a fan of blue, gold. I like that. But at the same time, I'm like, holy crap. Um, but, I'm, but, but let's just face facts, you know, when, you know, let's, you know, we... Thor is letting his woman dress him. That's what that's what's happening, right? Jane, Jane, Thor, she's dressing him. That's what's happening. I mean, she looks great. Uh, I mean, the costumes are a little bit like, oh, okay. But I mean, obviously, Natalie Portman's looking pretty great as uh, as the mighty Thor, uh, the Lady Thor. And uh, I mean, look at those guns, man. I mean, geez, she was pumping that iron. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, look at Jesse, you know, like what he said. Like what he said, Natalie Portman can crush me. Yeesh. You want her to hit you, hit you with, the, with that hammer right there? But, uh, yeah, the costumes are a little bit too, ah! Uh, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, whatever. It's fine. Um, from what I gather, too, when it comes to Thor Love and Thunder is uh, even Taka Waititi. I mean, after, I mean, yeah, I mean, we joke about that, that headline that, that MCU Direct said, but apparently Takawatiti also said in like an interview that this one's a little bit more serious than Ragnarok, which I was going, okay, thank you. It's not going to be as, I think with Thor Ragnarok, they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do. And then they kind of went, all right, people really enjoyed that. But now we're going to have a Thor that really kind of gets deep into some things. And yes, it's still going to have the funny, zany, ha-ha stuff. Sure. But apparently, according to Watiti, he also said that they really go into, you know, some char character development, some character depth. Thor Ragnarok didn't have much of that. So, but new costumes. What can he do? Hey, you know, they still look fantastic, right? Jakes. Anyways, I still like this costume better. Just saying. All right. And then if you guys saw this too, of course, Gotham Knights, we talked about it yesterday. Apparently there was like a little pre-order to Go uh, Gotham Knights right here. And you get the, uh, you get the 233 Bat Cycle skin right there. Right there to, uh, 
when it comes to this right here. So, I mean, obviously the gameplay is looking pretty awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm tempted to be like, all right, I'm going to get a console. But apparently it's not going to be on like PS. It's not going to be on certain things like PS4. What's cracking? Oh, look at that. We got somebody right there. We got Aaron Bailey. Be hey, he's an 11 month member right there. Well, thank you, sir. Got the yeah, it's not coming to PS4 or Xbox One. Womp womp. What is that? What is that? Why is it not going to be doing that? Who knows? But apparently that's the case. So a lot of people were disappointed in the fact that it's not going to be on PS4 or Xbox One. It's like, all right, so what? We have to get an X. We have to get a PS5. I mean, aren't people still having struggles trying to get that after how? After what? Two years or whatever the hell? A year and a half? It's crazy. But I mean, it still looks cool. I'll say that. <sighs> Anyways, uh, spoiler alert: If uh, you haven't seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But uh, obviously, Black Bolt makes an appearance in Mr. Uh, Anson, uh, Anson Mount. I don't know. I'm probably saying that wrong. But um, remember when he was, you know, he played Black Bolt in that Inhumans TV series. Well, that thing was a piece of shit. Apparently, I didn't even I didn't even watch it, but I heard it was very terrible. Uh, but apparently, like he took the role pretty damn seriously. He really took the role seriously. Uh Oh, hear the noise. You shall twerk for us, Dave. Mark my words. 17 months, Mr. Jose. Thank you. Tip your hat. It says new member. I don't know why it says new member, but you, you're not a new member. You're just celebrating your anniversary. So happy anniversary, um, Jose. I don't know what 17 months is. Maybe it's the, uh, I don't know if it's the twerking anniversary, but, you know, if it is, then, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to twerk. I, my, my, I probably, like, you know, hurt myself if I did that, so. But anyways, going back to this, um, like he apparently created 50 pages of original sign language for his character, Black Bolt, to use going so so far as to ensure that his signs didn't overlap with ACL and uh, since BB is an alien. So, yeah, I don't, you know, initials. But I thought that was kind of cool that they, uh, they dug it like that. Jeez, talk about just members anniversaries going on right now. Look at you, Jason McKenzie. I mean, there you go. And again, I don't know why the thing has to say new member, but it's, you know, it's a member thing. But 16 months. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That's what health insurance is for. Thank you, sir. <laughs> right? Oh, wait. Oh, my God. What is next? And now we got 17 months for Eric right here. We're just selling all kinds of anniversaries going on right now. That's cool. Here's a pretty cool shot from Gotham Knights of uh, Red Hood and Nightwing right there. I like it. I like it. And then, of course, yeah, we'll talk about, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, oh, here we go. Another one. Jacob. Yeah. 16 months for Jacob. I, so, um, I, yeah, you guys are just going crazy with this whole, like, membership thing right here. I need to save that one for later. Yeah. Anyways, of course, we'll be talking about that. Um, hey, when it came to Wordle today, guess what? I got it in three tries. Very proud of myself for only having two letters and figured it out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Mr. Bailey. I, uh, it's okay. I know. All of a sudden, everybody's like, hey, look at me. I know. Always you starting shit, right, Bailey? Always you starting shit, you know, when it's on Twitter doing your photoshops and everything. Uh, it hasn't shown up yet because for some reason I haven't adjusted the whole super chat part of that. There it is. 
There it is. Waiting for that noise right there. It showed up. Thank you for the $2 super chat, sir. Awesome. Yeah, I know. It's all right. It's all right. Still love you, man. Still love you. And uh, I thought this was pretty cool right here. A uh, face-off, imagine face-off back in what, like the 70s or whatever with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee because they look pretty similar. Can, can you imagine that? That would have been something pretty amazing. Yeah, good stuff. And hey, a draft of the script by Lindsay Beer. That is a cool name. There's a writer. The, there, there's going to be, uh, well, you know, live action put quotes up live action Bambi it's not going to really be live action it's all going to be CGI like the Lion King yes the Jungle Book also most of the characters were CGI but at least they had some live characters in the main character of course Mowgli was live action so at least we had somewhat live action which I thought was absolutely fantastic. I thought Favreau did a great job. But when it came to Lion King, was not impressed. And nobody ever fucking talks about Lion King anymore. But apparently, yes, the script for uh, from Lindsay Beer. Lindsay Beer um, is going to be, um, has been turned in. But I just love the fact that they use live action. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. It's just going to be CGI, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. They'll get like a star-studded cast, and it'll probably be forgettable, just like The Lion King. That's pretty cool art right there from Mr. Bill. Uh, I can't say his last name. Mr. Bill right there making some cool, cool uh, Batman art. I like that. It's good stuff. We'll be talking about that, of course. And then look at this, guys. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen on Facebook. I mean, obviously, we know that, uh, you know, if, if, if things were the way that they were supposed to be when it came to the movies. You know, if um, Marvel didn't sell off the rights to their certain characters to the different, the different studios, we would have maybe something like this. And maybe eventually we will. I don't know if it'll be Ian McKellen. Maybe it'll be Fassbender because we're all kind of wondering about that. But we all know that Magneto, his daughter, you know, or, you know, son and daughter, of course, uh, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, they're supposed to be mutants, but of course, in the MCU, we don't really talk. There's no the M word has not been talked about really yet. The M word has not been referenced, I guess. But Ian McKellen, I love the fact that he said this right here. If I had a daughter, I'd hope she'd be like Elizabeth, a treat to be her daddy. I mean, that's I mean, <laughs> the fact that he used daddy is a little interesting. I mean, it was kind of but but at the same time, you know. Obviously, if you know Ian McKellen, it's it's perfectly fine. But it just was kind of funny that he used daddy. Um, you know, other other individuals like Fassbender would probably have to say, I'd be honored to be her father. Daddy probably wouldn't work with Fassbender. Let's just face facts. We, we, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, maybe in a future movie, maybe in a future movie, we'll actually, there'll be something when it comes to that. So, yeah, yeah, that was funny. Thought this was funny, too. This dog looks scared, but, you know, hey, sometimes dogs have to dress up for Halloween, too. Yeah. And, of course, this is reference to John Carpenter's The Thing. But that dog looks pretty frightened. Pretty frightened. we got a new still from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, you know, just Obi-Wan just chilling in a cave with a blanket and some pillows. That's right. Barefoot. So, anybody uh, anybody likes feet, there's, uh, there's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's feet. If you like that, something tells me that, uh, I don't know, just wouldn't, it doesn't look like that's comfortable, but hey, 
Jedi can sleep anywhere, right? That's right. And breaking, guys. Breaking. Breaking. Everybody who survived the last scream is returning for the next scream. Wow. Crazy, right? So, the characters that survived being stabbed and killed in the last one and were relieved that, oh, it's finally over. Well, guess what? It's never over because there's always going to be some 20-something-year-old disgruntled person who has watched way too many fucking movies that are just going to start stabbing again. And I'm telling you, when it comes to Sydney and Gail, they just need to just not show up and just call the cops and be like, hey, some fucking young fuck who's stabbing people and possibly wearing body armor, by the way. So, you know, can, can you just take care of it? Can you just take care of it? Just do that. I mean, I, personally, me, I'm over the whole I'm, I'm, I'm over the scream for I watched the last scream and I get, you know, scream enthusiasts. Yeah, sure. I mean, it wasn't like terrible, but at the same time, it's just like, how many times are we going to fucking do this? Thank you, DJ, for the $2 one. Obi-Wan on one. There you go. Like that. But yeah, this was like breaking news. The people who survived the last scream, they're going to show up in this scream. My God, that's crazy. It's like, yeah, we, we understood that. We understood that. So, ah, Ugh. man. But yeah, there's Taka talking about how uh, how Love and Thunder is not going to be as crazy as the first one. Happy anniversary to Twister that came out uh, in 1996. Man, 1996 was a golden golden blockbuster age of movies, man. May uh, Bill Paxton rest in peace. I fucking love this movie. I remember seeing it in the movie theaters, and I fucking watched it like crazy on VHS. That's right, VHS. Uh, but it came out 26 years ago. May he rest in peace, too. Um, you know, it's just so much, so much good that was in this movie. So great. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sorry. My, his name, I was like, what, 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 Yeah. I always forget that Philip Seymour Hoffman was actually in this movie, too. And he was fantastic. So, love that movie. Absolutely love that movie. David Cronenberg. So, we know that his, uh, his movie, Crimes of the Future is going to be showing up at Cannes, at the Cannes Film Festival. He expects walkouts within the first five minutes. Now, if you've watched the trailer for this movie, you understand. Watch the the R, the Red Band, the Red Band trailer. Watch the Red Band trailer, and you will understand why he's saying this. Because, I mean, I watched it, and I, and I was going, ah, ah, just, just, ah, what the, ah. You know, we all know that Cronenberg, he loves the body horror, which fine, that's fine. But but there's a lot of like, you know, there's stabbing and cutting and ah, ah, ah. Just watch, just watch the trailer and you'll understand why. But man, ah, jeez, the Cronenberg and his body horror stuff, man, I tell you what. So yeah, I felt like Joey right here, just like, just squirmish, a little squirmish right there. And guys, it's going to be okay. El Muerto is going to be fine because according to the star, Bad Bunny, which I still don't know who the fuck Bad Bunny is um, because I'm out of the loop of everything because I'm a cranky old man. Um, he says he promises this Spider-Man spinoff will be epic. Okay, so 
just calm down. I'm, I'm relieved now. Now I'm going, okay, if bad, if a guy named Bad Bunny, who's going to be playing the role, he's telling us that it's going to be epic. I promise you. <sighs> we can all sigh in relief that El Muerto is going to be epic. Okay. Yeah. I'm just full of confidence now. Absolute confidence that this movie is going to be just fantastic. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up from Keanu Reeves. My God. And then look at this, guys. Where are we? Are we back in, uh, are we back in the early 2000s? Because the Obi-Wan Kenobi press tour has begun. And now we have Ewan McGregor Come on. showing up. And there's Mr. Hayden Christensen. Look at him. Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then look at his jacket. Look at his jacket. Oh, you know, yeah, they definitely did this on purpose. Look at the pattern in his jacket and then look at Darth Vader. I mean, come on. He's essentially wearing a Darth Vader jacket. That's beautiful. That That's perfect. Come on. That was absolutely like, yeah, do that shit. Come on. Yeah, they definitely did that. They definitely did that on purpose. Good on them. They should. Top Gun Maverick. Got a bunch of uh, character posters showing the call signs of all the different characters. Hangman, Rooster. I love the fact that Goose's son is Rooster. <laughs> I still don't understand why he has a mustache, but whatever. Uh, Phoenix, Payback. That's an interesting call sign right there. Fanboy is a call sign. That's cool. Coyote, Bob. And then you got Cyclone. wonder why they call him Cyclone. It's interesting. But yeah, character posters with call signs. Everybody keeps raving about Top Gun Maverick. I cannot wait. Buddy system. Hey, if you get drunk at a club, buddy system right there. That's right. And then this is kind of sad, but uh, UFO sightings between 1906 to 2014. As you can see, America. Fuck yeah. That's right. Apparently, uh, us Americans see UFOs a lot more, a ton more than the rest of the world. So either... The aliens have picked our country as an experiment or we're just all batshit crazy and stupid. <laughs> That's it. And then you have a third option of, well, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, Area 51 testing out crazy stuff and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that's a map of uh, UFO sightings. And yeah, we've seen a lot. Proud to be an American. Here's another uh, image from The Boys, season three. Diabolical. Love it. And then, hey, guys, today has been an interesting day because um, apparently trending, the trending topics today were uh, Hillary Duff naked and Britney Spears naked. Yes. I mean, Britney Spears, she's, you know, doing her thing on Instagram. It's not the first time she just posts selfies that, you know, that are very much nakedness but covering the the bits but hillier duff on the cover of women's health full on woo look at that i don't know how much i should probably not show too much of that on here but you know um i don't think it's fine it's suggestive it's a side view but hey there you go hillary duff apparently she um you know apparently when it comes to hillary duff it's talking about how she's had 
issues with her body. And it's like, I don't think she has to have issues with her body. It looks pretty damn good. But then again, everybody does. Everybody does, right? So it doesn't matter how much it is. But yes, good job for Hillary Duff right there. Just letting it all out. But of course, it's not all full-on nudity. It's all side profiles and everything like that. But, you know, tasteful. That's what you call it. So good on her. Hillary Buff. There you go. And Steph with the rim shot. Rim job. Rim shot! <laughs> now, that was a um, nice guy's reference, if you guys caught that one anyways. Ray Porter. Ray Porter um, posting that uh, he worked on, he read this book right here. Uh, Cajun the Damned by Jonathan uh, Maberry right there. Um, yeah, he, uh, he read this. And, of course, I can listen to anything that that man reads, man. I tell you what. I tell you what. And then when it comes to Ray Fisher, or Ray Fisher, sorry, Ray Porter, look at this. He revealed this. He's going to be playing Brutus in Naomi. Look at this right here. He just revealed it. Season finale, 8 p.m. Eastern, right? So it's already shown right here. But look at this. Mr. Ray Porter shows up in Naomi. There's a certain beauty in death. You got to love it. There's the man. There he is. Most are too afraid to see it. So good on Ray, man. Good on Ray. And I love the fact that he posted this too. Obviously being the voice of Darkseid and Zack Snyder's Justice League. And now DC was like, hey, come on back. Play another character. So, you know, I love Ray. Ray Porter's great. You know, he's just like, uh, he's just one of the, you know, just nicest guys in the world. Uh, I definitely want to get him back on the stream soon so I could talk about, like, the stuff that he has been working on. Yeah, it's been great. So proud of Ray. Absolutely proud of Ray. So. Okay. So there's that. thought this was pretty funny right here. Civil War, Hell on Earth. Wouldn't this be an epic movie right here? You have all the dead type people, all the slasher guys versus all the alien and robot type people. That's a cool, and I love this. It's a James Wan film. If anybody can do it, James Wan can. That's from crack.com, by the way. I just thought that was a really cool poster. We got Ruby AO recreates something new when it comes to uh, Black Adam, referencing, of course, the picture that we saw Dwayne Johnson post. And of course, we'll be talking about that. Uh, Chad Stahelski, Stahelski says that the main goal in John Wick Chapter 4, we keep finding new and interesting ways to have John Wick suffer. Man, I tell you what, when it comes to John Wick, I mean, Keanu Reeves is such a badass, but the fact that they have to like keep on finding ways for John Wick to suffer, it's like, and Keanu Reeves is like a, an absolute treasure, one of the nicest guys in the world. It's just crazy that he's playing this character, but hey, you know, it's part of the gig, I guess, right? Part of the gig and then yes it finally happened today guys finally happened james hong got his star on the hollywood walk of fame i believe he's what 92 years old still kicking still upright still dressing like a beast and jamie lee curtis i love it that jamie lee curtis has a potty mouth because she just flat out says it right here to hear very little more else from me except you heard me swear, I'm sorry if there are children present, but it's about fucking time that we are here honoring James Hong with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. There it is. God bless you. God bless you all.
That's pretty awesome right there. And I love that. I love that Jamie Lee Curtis. It's just like got to do the introduction right there. Love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, meet Clea. It's finally revealed right there. I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But yes, there's, uh, you know, the character that's within the Doctor Strange world called Clea. That is not exactly a, a good girl, I guess. And... Um, yeah, so it was revealed, obviously, in the mid credit scene. And, uh, well, here's Charlize Theron kind of uh, showing the makeup job right there. And, yes, there she is looking beautiful and everything like that. And there's also a still right there. So, yeah, there they are. But, of course, you know, if you saw the scene, you know that there should be, like, an eye right between uh, Doctor Strange's uh, other two eyes. So, our introduction to Clea, and yes, now Charlize Theron is in the MCU. I know a lot of people wanted her to play uh, Cersei in Wonder Woman 3. She was a uh, fan cast in there. I just, yeah, I guess that's not going to happen now. But uh, hey, why not? I mean, at least they match. I mean, talk about, I mean, couples, man. I mean, look at this. Dress alike. I mean, go back and forth. <laughs> it's like they're looking at each other. Guys, it's like they're looking at each other. Maybe they are. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, it's cool. She finally, you know, it was revealed. So, and she looks gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And then look at this. Um, some weird Morbius news from DR Movie News right here. In the, and I agree, the stupid mid credit scene of Morbius, Vulture flies up. To Morbius, thanks him for meeting with him and says it has something to do with Spider-Man. The Spider-Man line has inexplicably been removed from every single print at all of my local theaters. Now, I have, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to research this by going and paying for a ticket to see Morbius again. But apparently something got changed, so it's going to be interesting when it comes out on on demand or video streaming. Did they remove the line? Did did Kevin Feige go, "All right, fucking shit," and call up Amy Pascal and be like, "What? What? 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 What, what was that? What was that? I thought we agreed on. I thought we agreed on, you know, him showing up and just saying, "Hey, Doc," and blah blah blah. We just." And you just, you went and reshot this whole scene that didn't make any fucking sense. What the shit? I'm just kind of wondering if that was the case. Kind of wondering. But just, you know, for the people that are praising Morbius for probably, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. You know, if you liked it, that's fine. That's perfectly okay. But I see some people praising it for other reasons, biased reasons. And I'm just kind of going... This movie is a mess. It's an absolute mess. People that are calling Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness a mess, I don't under, really understand that. But when pe they're not referring to Morbius as a mess, I mean, come on, man. Thing is a fucking mess. Oh, look at that. Okay, uh, Jose, Mattia, just, just uh, yeah. Please, please. I mean, if I don't see that's that's where I mean, I hope you're joking, Mattia. I really do. Because, wow, you thought Morbius was better than the Batman? Um, I'm going to chalk that up for uh, bias -y right there. Because, you know, not my bad. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. The moderators totally. <laughs> I mean, I was kidding, but yeah, put him in a timeout. 
because no fucking way, no way, no way. There's just no way. (laughs) Oh, that's funny, but it's like, really? No, my God. No, 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 no. But but anyways, guys, it's just like this movie is a, a complete freaking mess when it comes to everything and now they're i'm just wondering if like marvel studios and kevin feige really just called up and said hey what the fuck were you doing what were you thinking when it came to this i don't know i don't know um this is pretty weird right here i don't know if this is true um apparently this go okay i'm not gonna read the whole thing but apparently this dude's girlfriend started an only fans two months ago and nobody was subscribing to her only fans so then the boyfriend decided to be like, okay, well, I'm going to make her feel better. I'm going to create all these alternate accounts that are me and subscribe to her to make her feel better. And then apparently with one of the accounts, she started direct messaging that account and even hinting that she wanted to meet this person, which he just used some good looking dude in the profile. Yeah. Talk about a fucking, this is a movie right here, or this is like something right here. Yeah. I just thought, That is crazy. Who knows if it's true, but the premise, wow. The guy was really just trying to make his girlfriend feel better, and then she was straight up going, I would, you know, straight up meet with you. Holy hot. And like, woof. Yeah, time to run away from that, if that's the case. If that's the case. And then right here, the MCU Direct, hey, they could be good at some, you know, some things. But apparently, according to uh, Michael Waldron, which we talked about him yesterday when it came to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and, uh, and when he talked about how the fact that, yes, he did consider Tom Cruise being Iron Man, showing up as Superior Iron Man, because why not? But apparently, they also considered Namor to be in the Multiverse of Madness, too. So let's open up and see his quote right here. Apparently, though, the rumor is that Neymar, 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 yeah, is going to be introduced in Black Panther 2, which is going to be very interesting. But he says, well, yeah, we talked about him because he's certainly an original member of the Illuminati, but I think Marvel has other plans for him in the MCU. And so he didn't make his way in this particular movie. That's uh, kind of a combination of putting forth, well, what if we did this, but also Kevin's as excited about this stuff as we are. So sometimes those ideas are coming from Kevin saying, well, what if we go so-and-so? What if we go with so-and-so? I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make the call so he's as excited about all this stuff as any of us. It's a big geeky team effort to see what we can assemble for the team, so... There you go. Namer almost in it, but I think, yeah, he's going to be showing up in Black Panther 2. So that's going to be pretty cool. I think, you know, get that character in there. Everybody's been talking about him for a while. Marvel's Aquaman, essentially. And then Cape Porn from Dark Knight. Love that. Um, Some people are debating on whether this is CGI or not. When it comes to this shot in the Avatar trailer, I mean, I think a lot of it's supposed to be CGI. I mean, I thought it was all supposed to be CGI, but no matter what, this shot is absolutely gorgeous. It's something very subtle, you know, Um, but at the same time, people are kind of arguing. Is this like CGI? Is it actual not? I don't know. Whatever it is, James Cameron made it look good. Just that one little second of a shot right there. That's right. And then, of course, we have Dave Bautista says goodbye to Drax. Haven't found the words yet. I ended so it ended so suddenly, and I was on to my next film before I could process it all. End of a journey that changed my life. Guardians of the Galaxy, blah blah blah. So good on James, or good on uh, 
Not James Gunn. Good on Dave Batista right there. So like it. Like it a lot. He's a happy man. I mean, talk about just like, I mean, that guy, I think that guy, when it comes to wrestlers converting into actors, I think Batista really is trying to challenge himself with his acting chops. You know, I mean, Dwayne Johnson definitely is the um, he's the big name. He's the big name when it comes to all that. But um, he's the big movie star and John Cena is becoming the big movie star, too. But I think Dave Batista is going like, hey, well, I just I will actually want to like have roles that challenge my acting abilities. And he's improved. He's definitely improved throughout. So hopefully, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what else that Dave Batista has to give us. Anyways, all right, let's talk about Project Justice League. Um, I got everything mixed up here. What am I doing? There we go. Nope, <laughs> I got everything mixed up. That's why. All right, so there we go. All right, Project Justice League from the four nerds from uh, Nicotina. I think you're, you were in the chat, Andre. Um, I mean, a little background to this. Um, this it was a project that started last year. And, uh, you know, certain individual kind of took over it, which uh, an individual that I was not, you know, I didn't really like too much. And uh, we all saw, you know, we all know who I'm talking about. We don't need to name any names or anything. So, you know, and it and we kind of, you know, some of us just kind of saw what was happening there. And it kind of looked like uh, this person was really just trying to take over somebody else's idea. And. That's pretty much what they were doing. And luckily now it was exposed that that person was a fraud and a con and everything like that. And that person is no longer around. And now Andre and uh, his group of people decided to be like, hey, we're going to carry on. We're really going to do this thing. And they have now done this thing. And I will say this. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed. Um, I wasn't. I mean, I saw the little clips and everything and I wasn't. And good job. Good job, Andre. Excellent job. Great work. Great job to the uh, to uh, Ryan, of course, who did a lot of the illustrations and everybody did the illustrations, the voiceover work, the music, incorporating the music. It's it's really, really well done. And we'll watch a little bit here. Um, we'll watch a little bit here. But of course, I'm going to keep the, uh, the the sound down. But I mean. I love the fact that, you know, obviously the first thing that we're, you know, the reason why we're doing this, because there obviously is donations, which it's reached over for AFSP. It's reached over a thousand dollars right now. So good on everybody who's donated. If you can donate, please do yourself a favor um, and do that. But yeah, this is on the four nerds network right here. And acting during a natural disaster, working as the efficient, powerful team they become. Weeks after jail one, they act together. They save lives, but they're refugees, uh, so political tension is high. The world is on edge. In the aftermath, the Justice League regroup at the only headquarters they know, the Batcave. Wonder Woman relates to Arthur. Very, very good narration, I will say. Chose a good voice to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Geraldo Cortez. That's right. Geraldo Cortez. Um, he does a narration. Does a fantastic to mend old wounds, except for job. Batman, who's dealing with fresh ones left alone in the cave. Look at that transition right there with the background. Just absolutely great. And a 
of course you get to Bruce see Bruce secretly like here. meets with Lois, both of them still searching for Lex Luthor. There's tension between them since Superman has returned. I love this the shot. Ends this is after my Lois tells shot Bruce that Superman right needs her Batman more right than there, ever. Sorry. Bruce right knows with the Lois is hiding something else. Freaking awesome. Absolutely like that. And of course, it's all in parts. Meanwhile, deep in the Brazilian jungle, Lex locates Dr. Maru. And whoever does Lex Luthor's voice, holy shit. Good on them. Nailed it. Nailed it absolutely. Probably, I mean, all the voices sound good, but Lex Luthor's voice sounds like an obsessed so stalker. Great. Maru has Spot spent on. decades collecting information and artifacts on Diana and the Amazons. Now that Diana has become known to the world, Lex offers Maru a chance at revenge. The same revenge he wants on Diana's friends, Superman, and Batman. Maru accepts. Lex smiles. You're right here. Let it begin. In, here the, more in Iron Heights Penitentiary, Lex finds Len Snart, Maru. where he was left in the flash, and offers Len a chance. And he attempts to catch the fastest man alive. Has been nothing but a cold pursuit. It's great. This is where my associate may be able to help. Perhaps we could catch two birds. <laughs> Let's get started. Yeah, it's great. Lex Luthor voice, spot on. Really like it. Look at that Legion of Doom right there. Man. And then, of course, you know, you got storyboard all throughout this whole thing. Here. Of course, reading it off won't the, hurt uh, you, the sections he says. of the, uh, the whiteboards. At the Louvre in Paris. It's just very well written, too, by the way. Very well written when it comes to that. That's right. That's Mr. Cortez right there, DJ. And then you got the Riddler right Awake here. for days, ah. maybe weeks. Riddler has a long, unkept beard. His fingers dirty. His rantings the written effects. across the walls of his cabin. Yes, he looks at Batman, a man possessed. Luther asked the question. I had to know the answer. Lois is also on Luthor's trail. She's remember, located Dr. Maru's in, uh, lair in, in the Brazilian jungle. Right here, Lois writes um, everything Riddler in a journal, keeping it offline and private. Riddle, she right? grows pale as she realizes who Maru is. And I mean, look at that. I mean, come on. Legion of Doom. I mean, that's trail. <laughs> She's located love, Dr. Maru's again, lair in the Brazilian the, uh, jungle. The Lois writes everything in a journal, keeping it offline very, and know, private. Legion she grows pale. Right there. So, like that. And uh, just kind of going through, and then there's like a certain thing too that I was there is like, no Holy wall shit. of glass. Even thinking about Man. it, like because I forgot about. You know, obviously, you read the um, the whiteboards, you know, when they were released over a year ago. But you just kind of forget about certain points of the story. And you got Superman joining and punching. You got some Superman punching Darkseid. And arrives, and a battle with Darkseid erupts. But Darkseid booms to Lois, the Batcave uh -oh. collapsing around uh -oh. her, and uh -oh. Batman at his arrival. Bruce looks down at Darkseid and Lois from behind the glass wall above. Darkseid stares at Lois. Right there, Bruce is overwhelmed. What can he do? Superman flies at incredible speed to Gotham. He arrives just in time to see Darkseid unleashing his Omega Beams no! from his eyes, turning Lois into Ash. <laughs> Superman cries. I love that. I love the echo of the no right there, too. Great. Great use of that. Great use of that. No, Lois, no. Eyes out. <sighs> Poor his Lois. soul shattered. 
attack. She can't catch a break, can she? Can't catch a break. Horror as Dark Side takes course, full yes. control of Superman. I mean, Superman. obviously, this is kind of, you know, Superman referencing turns what the awesome song is. Superman escapes. And becoming evil. Evil. And then, of course, we know this part right here, five years later. This was the story Sand dunes, smoldering out. solar pits. Gothic left of Cyborg behind him. Bruce looks up to the sky, grimly. We need to get inside before night. He's coming. There we go. Andre Fernandez right there, man. So Geraldo uh, Ortez. Richard Citrone supplied his voice in that. Scott Fowler. Fowler. Uh, yeah, so there's all the credits right there. But yeah, very well done, man. Very well done. Really good stuff. Dave Avery was part of it. May, uh, Wonder Meg right there was part of it. Uh, Ali Brooks. Man, that thing always pops up. We got Dawson right there, part of the Four Nerds. And uh, ACS also. Tell you what. So good job. Good freaking job. But yeah, I'm just glad that it actually turned out pretty well. And that's only part one. That's only part one. You know, we got to remember that it ends part one five years later and we see all that stuff that was the storyboard that leaked out at first which it didn't leak out somebody actually you know screenshotted and hang yeah, we all know that story we don't have to go back to that because that still pisses me off anyways but there you go man all i gotta say is good job and then also at the very end i love the fact that there's various art i should have showed this but there's various art shown you know from different artists doing their thing. I think some Aaron Bailey art was also in there too. Stuff like that. Let's see. Where's Aaron's stuff? Uh, there we go. Aaron Bailey right there doing some art right there. So I like the fact that, you know, other artists supplied some images for it and you put it at the very end. I dig it. And then stuff like that. Look at that. Beautiful. And then, of course, it ends with oh, that right there, a little motion right there. And, of course, Project Justice League Part 2 2022. So there you go. Sorry, almost forgot about the, the ending there. So good job. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to have that argument. We're not going to have that argument. Mask of Shy was also in the montage. Oh, yeah, Mask of Shy, which, of course, has, he did that right back there. You know, he did my little drawing right there. So Mask of Shy, Mr. Alessandro, also supplying some art right there. So, uh, yeah, but it, fantastic job, really, honestly. Good job, really good job. And, uh, you know, I mean, I might as well just reveal it, but, uh, you know, Andre, Ryan, and, and uh, you know, some of those guys are going to be on the vodka stream on Friday, and we're going to talk about, all this and putting it together and everything like that. So, yeah, not going to keep that a secret, but we already talked about it. And like, yeah, so those guys will be on the vodka stream and we'll talk about this. We'll break it down. We'll break it down a little bit more with the creators and all that stuff. So there's Project Justice League. Looking forward to seeing Project Justice League 2. Turned out just very, very well. 
Like I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't sure what I was expecting after, you know, what happened with everything and uh, really turned out very well. And I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Mr. Cortez has just a perfect voice for the narration right there. I mean, holy Lord, holy Lord. So anyways, congrats, guys. Congrats. And like I said, everybody, I think, let's see, let me refresh it and see where we're at with the donations. Uh, $1,053 right now. So it's all going AFSP, guys. So if you can donate, do so. Please do so. It's good stuff. All right. Let's go on to the next subject. We'll talk about it more, of course, on the Vodka Stream this Friday. All right. Where am I at? All right. Update. Update on uh, Mr. Ezra Miller as The Flash. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously yesterday we talked about that whole rumor that Screen Geek put out there that said, oh, yeah, that's right. They're looking at Dylan O'Brien, which doesn't even make sense, especially when, like, there were sources and rumors saying that Dylan O'Brien's going to play uh, Nightwing. All right, now he's going to play The Flash. Did it make sense? And, you know, I'm talking about it yesterday. I was like, no, no, it's not going to happen. There's just no way because it wouldn't make sense, first off. And, I mean, talk about some backlash that would come from that because God knows. I mean, obviously Ezra's dealing with some stuff. But there's been some updates, okay? There's been some updates, yes. One of them is from... Yeah, I, I get that, and I know some people don't like that, but at the same time, yeah, we're going to... Well, let's kind of go through this. Let, let me see. Uh, let me pull up uh, what Grace said first, okay? I got to find it first, sorry. But uh, she kind of chimed in on this whole thing. I think she kind of chimed in when it came to uh, fa- uh, the Flash movie news, talking about it. Um, if I could find it here. Man, when the hell did she freaking tweet this out? There it is. All right, so here we go right here. This is what Grace had to say. <laughs> Um, so obviously this is right here when it came to flash film news. And I've told you guys, I've told you guys some certain things too, but not revealing too much rumors of the flash being recast by Dylan O'Brien are totally false. Ezra and WB are still in comfortable communication. WB is aware of Ezra's side of the story, which will put the situation in a new light when revealed. Ezra is also receiving counseling and seems to be doing better. That's right. And to follow up the tweet, we have been in direct communication with Ezra's team for the past couple of weeks. And I can verify this, too, because I've seen some I've seen the screenshots. Okay, I'm not going to it's they're in contact. So when they reveal the information, I'll talk about it. It's not it's not for me to talk about right now, but I'm just saying things on Ezra's side is going to be coming out that'll help with the situation. And the fact that he is receiving counseling, that's a good thing. Hopefully that can slow down some things because obviously Ezra is not, you know, not in the clear. It's not like we're just saying that Ezra is, oh, it's fine. See, it's all false. No, it's just shit's gone down. And at least it sounds like Ezra is getting some help. Okay. And, and Miss Grace right here said, this is true. WB and Ezra have started talking since the recent, since he recently left Hawaii. How dare you? You, you, you pronoun. Oh, damn. Uh, also, there haven't been any new test screenings of the film. And the last one actually scored very well. So remember, um, wow. Who, who remembers? Uh, I mean, I'm glad that not, not a lot of people are paying attention to this person anymore, but remember NFT scooper, NFT scooper. A lot of people are paying attention to NFT scooper. Um, 
Well, NFT Scooper tweet, tweeted out today that, yes, there was another test screening that happened recently, and apparently that version tested po more poorly, uh, a little more poorly than uh, the original test screening, which actually tested positively. And uh, But this NFT, NFT Scooper said the flush. They call it the flush, which you kind of go, okay, if you're going to scoop things, I don't need you to have a bias. Okay, if you're going to call it a flush, like the children call the flush, you know, the children, the, the, the loud side of the fandom that call it the flush, which I, it's just, I cringe every time I see that. Um, if you're going to call it that and be a scooper, well, I can't really, you know, I'm not going to trust things that you're going to say then because it doesn't make sense that it's like, all right, and even if it did test poorly, if they were to do a screening and test it poorly, that, that's why they do test screenings. They go, okay, we shouldn't go with this version. Let's stick to the original. But from what we've gathered here is the fact that there was not a new test screening. Not yet. I'm sure there would. There definitely will be because we still have a year. They're going to test it again. Yes, but there hasn't been a recent one. But the fact of the matter is, is the whole Dylan O'Brien thing was dumb and uh, didn't make sense. Who knows what kind of info that Screen Geek actually got. But um, I can assure you that uh, the people that are of the Flash movie news are they're talking, as they said, they've, they're talking to Ezra's people and everything like that. So more things are going to be coming out. Um, and like I said, I'm not going to talk about it until it comes out. So let's just leave it at that. I think we're all good, right? Let's, the fact of the matter, the biggest thing that we could take away from this is that Ezra is receiving counseling. That's what we wanted to hear, receiving counseling, okay? And hopefully some kind of message from Ezra will come out where... To be like, uh, hey, I fucked up on some things. Got a little too rambunctious. I don't know. We'll see what happens when it comes to that whole thing. So positive news. That's all that matters. Okay. Where are we at now? Nope. <laughs> Got everything mixed up. Elizabeth Olsen. All right. So uh, I didn't talk about this recently, but um, she's uh, talked about a couple of things when it comes to um, when it comes to. Well, when it comes to, well, first off, MCU Marvel movie backlash and everything. And, uh, of course, naturally, she's going she's gonna to be on the side of, like, hey, you know, I'm part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, of course, we've all heard about, the whole course, the Martin Scorsese thing, the other stuff. You know, there's been all kinds of stuff from, from uh, the different directors, which they're perfectly, I mean, some of the things that, that they've said, I agree with. I do agree with. But and naturally, I'm like, I still enjoy the popcorn. I enjoyed the shit out of Multiverse of Madness, of course. But um, so uh, Miss Elizabeth Olsen has talked about when there's criticism when it comes to that. Um, like where it says right here, Elizabeth is tired of filmmakers such as Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola bashing Marvel movies. So she said right here, I'm not saying we're making indie art films, but I think but I just think. It takes away from our crew, which bugs me. So she's going, hey, you're criticizing the hard work that people are saying, which I totally see where she's coming from. These are some of the most amazing set designers, costume designers, camera operators. I feel diminishing them with that kind of criticism takes away from all the people who do award-winning films that also work on these projects. From an actor's point of view, whatever, I get it. I totally understand that there's a different kind of performance that's happening, but I do think... Throwing Marvel under the bus takes away from the hundreds of very talented crew people. That's where I get a little feisty about that. So there you go. I actually understand where she's coming from. 
I understand where Martin Scorsese and Coppola and Denny, you know, where he's coming from, too, when they kind of trash the whole thing. And I understand what it's doing. You know, sometimes when it comes to Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes, it is kind of ruining cinema a little bit. Yes, totally understand it. But that's almost like the audience's fault. But at the same time, there is a lot of work that goes into it. And she's just kind of backing up the crew members and everything like that. You know, it's just that's let's face it. Cape shit. All cape shit's kind of doing that. But there's just some cape shit that's better than other cape shit. What can we say? And then um, talking about X-Men, because obviously we're all kind of wondering when the fuck the X-Men and all the mutant stuff. I mean, obviously we got our I mean, we thought we were going to get our first introduction with with, uh, you know, Quicksilver. But that just turned into a big boner joke, which sucks. But now that we actually had Xavier show up in, uh, well, in a multiverse sense, you know, we're all kind of just wondering, like, all right, when are the full-on mutants going to show up? And apparently, when it comes to Elizabeth Olsen, she wants to continue on, of course, even though we all saw what happened at the end. But, you know, nobody's ever, nobody's ever, I mean, we just saw things fall on her. Who knows? She's very powerful. She's definitely not dead. Nobody's ever dead. But this is what she had to say right here. She said... I need to have a talk with Kevin Feige to answer these questions because I don't really know what's next. I don't even know if he wants me to say I don't know or if he's happy uh, that that's how I'm doing because I'm also bad at lying. So I'm happy to be like, I don't know because I don't know. Or if he wants me to say, nah, you'll you'll be back. I don't know. So that's part of it. So then, of course, they asked her about more of the universe instead of the outright, especially after you losing your child, blah, blah, blah. They talk about that. And then here's the idea that she has when it comes to the X-Men. Yes. And so I have an idea in my head that I'm not going to share with you, but I think it would be fun. But someone had just said, I'm not going to share it with you because it's my information. But someone had mentioned, <laughs> okay, if they have to bring in the X-Men and she was such a huge part of those comics. And so I would love to be involved in that capacity. I would love to keep going with this character. I think there are things. I have an idea of something that could be fun as the next step. But again, I really want to talk to Kevin about this stuff. Let me call him right now. So she has an idea. And it's kind of going to be interesting to see what happens when it comes to the whole mutants thing. A lot of people are wondering if there was something that was going to happen with the Eternals movie that was going to bring the mutants in because there's some correlation there. But then we have the multiverse stuff, and now we have our first actual fully on, hey, that's the ultimate mutant right there with uh, with uh, Xavier. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I think it's funny because after Multiverse of Madness, a lot of people are going like, yeah, I mean, she's, she's a fucking villain. Even in WandaVision, she's a villain. You sympathize with her, which is what they've done well with the characters. You sympathize with Wanda. But at the same time, you go... Bitch, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. And even Doctor Strange is like, Jesus Christ, Wanda. And then, you know, he realized he fucked up in the movie by going to her. And he went, oh, shit. It's all because of you. You know? But she's crazy. But at the same time, there's some people that go, hey, hey, you kind of go, because that's what you want to do with a villain is kind of sympathize. But she, yeah, she's, she's a little nutties. She's nutties. She's nutties, but, you know, but I just really hope that she continues and then we'll get her back on to the more gooder side, the better side, I guess you could say. But, yeah, crazy. 
Uh, she has valid points. Yes. I mean, Selena, I'm not saying, but she still. She has valid points, but at the same time, she held an entire city hostage and created these kids. And but I guess there was a multiverse that had the kids and then she now wants to get to the. Yeah, I mean, she's. But she played the part well, that's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. I just want to see more. I do. And I hope when it comes to the introduction of mutants, they can do some kind of correlation with that. That's what I'm saying. All right. What have we got left? All right. So let's briefly talk about this because uh, Yahoo Finance was uh, put out this article today when it's talking about Warner Brothers Discovery. (laughs) Warner Brothers Discovery, a new media powerhouse. That is right. And just kind of broke it down right here. Long-term historical path of Time Warner Media businesses has been a fascinating business story. Yes, it definitely has. But uh, now in 2022, we have what many hope to be the final reshuffling of this core businesses for quite some time when time, when Warner Media businesses merged with Discovery. And they talk about the 15-year, yeah, there's like a 15-year financial plan, all this kind of stuff right here. Uh, the new media powerhouse hosts a legacy Warner assets such as cable channels, TBS, TNT, HBO, and CNN. But sadly, CNN Plus was a big stumble because nobody wanted to fucking subscribe to CNN Plus and they spent $300 million. That was just sad. Well, you can blame fucking CNN for doing that. That's the thing. You know, when it comes to these news organizations and being... You know, this whole bipartisan shit and just all being tribal and everything like that. That was their fault. Okay, that was their fault. But yeah, as you can see, like stuff growing, growing and growing and growing and hopefully growing some more revenue, net income and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, we know that Dave Zaslav, his plan and he's, of course, going to be cutting some spending and uh, which, you know, Cutting spending is not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, yeah, some some of these projects may not need as much of a budget as as some might think, you know, just get some fucking talented filmmakers that can actually utilize a lower budget to make something quality, which if you look at Joker, you look at what Zack Snyder has done using smaller budgets, you know, to make something look absolutely gorgeous. It's like, yeah, that's what they should be striving for. Uh, valuation analysts are uh, still trying to figure out the earnings potential of the company going forward. This year's earnings per share estimates of 60 cents on somewhat meaningless due to April 3 closing date. Expect synergies are not anticipated to kick until next year. So obviously they're going to be obviously looking at all this. In conclusion, Warner Brothers Discovery laid out a strategic Priorities for the new company, which include creating world-class content, widespread global distribution, a balanced asset monetization model from different revenue streams, and strong and lasting free cash flow generation. This means that although the company hopes to be a streaming leader, which it's slowly going to be getting there, and I think it's already kind of there, it will still maintain strong positions in traditional advertising revenue and con- content distribution. The stock appears to be undervalued based on companies and analyst outlooks. The current leverage ratio of approximately 4.5 times is something to watch, but strong free clash flow generation should uh, alleviate those concerns over the long term. So that's what they had to say. And then there was this article right here from THR that came out today that Warner Brothers Discovery re- Discovery's return to office plan has some staffers stressed. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. 
Dave Zaslav coming in going, let's get to work, folks. Get back in here. Let's go. Let's go. The pandemic is over. We're good. You got your vax, your triple vax. You got your magic, everything. You're good. But then, of course, there's like people that are just, you know, freaking out over watching CNN too much that are like, I don't know. No, I got to stay in my home. I'm scared. But yeah, after CEO Zaslav popped by the Warner Brothers lot in mid-April for a tour before the company laid out its return-to-work plans, some worried about what it would look like. And, uh, I know that's part of it, but yes, but a lot of people are like, uh, but at the same time, it's like with technology, I mean, I work from home, so, you know, I mean, I think it still could be done, and I think they're going to like have some kind of balance where it's like, yeah, you don't have to come back full-time, but hey, you could come back a little bit, at least. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's just what that article was like kind of talking about where people were like, you know, not wanting to come back to the office and everything like that. So anyways, it's all looking good. It's all looking good when it comes to Warner Brothers Discovery. It seems like it's going to just kind of just go up, up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And I'm kind of wondering if I should invest in some WBD stock, maybe. I don't know. So hopefully that uh, it all just works. Dave uh, Zaslav fired Dan Lim. Yeah. Well, hopefully he fired some other people, you know. We all know who, you know. Toby, 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 Toby. Might happen. Guess we won't find out till the end of the year, though. All right, guys. weird though we live in a i think like what the pandemic actually really did was they realized that not everybody does have to come into work you know i mean i've been working remotely for a year and i love it you know i love the fact that i can get up and my commute is literally just me stumbling stumbling to my computer and just logging on and being like okay green okay it's green yeah we're good i'm logged on then i take a piss then I, you know, put some clothes on, get the coffee going, blah, blah, blah. You know, pull out the eye boogers, just like, you know, ugh. You know, we're good, we're good. Get all that stuff going. But, you know, I mean, it's just technology now has us where we can do that kind of stuff. So he's got to find a balance for people coming in and not and whatever the hell. So anyways, okay. Uh, let's go to the Twitter questions and see what you guys have to say about. Let's see what you guys are asking over on the Twitters. Where are we at? Where have I posted? Ah, there we go. Okay, let's go. All right. Jesse Williams also had nude images leaked. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's been a naked kind of day. I'm not going to look up those, but hey, but it's just kind of funny how there's just been a lot of naked talk today when it comes to Twitter. If Hillary Duff, Britney Spears, and Jesse Williams also had nudes leaked. That sucks, but whatever. All right. Eric, so Dave, with John Krasinski established as Reed Richards, what are the odds that Emily Blunt will play Susan Storm after all? Wouldn't be the first time an actor actress has said never. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think there's a strong possibility, but, you know, you just never know. You never know. Um, maybe she doesn't want to do it. I mean, obviously, I think she'd be perfect for it, to be honest. But, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, see, I haven't uh, seen Morbius, Dave. I was joking. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> well, good. Well, good, Mattia. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, I, you know, I was joking, too. I didn't think anybody was actually going to suspend you <laughs> or, like, you know, put you in timeout. I didn't think that was going to actually happen, but, you know. Uh, I forget, you know, the moderators, you know. They're at my they're at my whim, so. All right, Rosemary, just dropping by to say you look cute today. Thank you. Thank you, Rosemary. I appreciate that. You know, wearing the dark side shirt. Hair's a mess. I need to get a haircut, though. Carrie. Hey, Dave. Do you think it helps, the Flash, that it's separated uh, from Multiverse of Madness by one year to avoid or reduce comparisons by a general audience? I remember seeing a movie with a, tra- with, with a trailer for BBS, and in my row, someone said, I'm way more excited for Civil War. Yeah, I mean, that does help, because then it kind of just, all the multiverse stuff with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange will kind of like uh, temper down a little bit, so then we can get the other multiverse stuff. So, you know, we'll see. Let's see. Tet breaking Dave Pena calls this Tuesday's film junkie live amazing, unforgettable, and possibly my best yet. No comments on whether twerking will. <laughs> there you go. Just like what I was saying when we were making fun of the fact that, you know, uh, MCU the direct were saying like, you know, Taka Waititi was like, Hey, you know, he basically gave uh, a critique on his own film. There you go. Quick, Tet. You're quick. And let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember this. Ethan Hawke said it best. Yeah, I remember this when he said this. I love superhero movies. I like every kind of movie. I don't think there's a difference between high art and low art. There are movies that people put their heart into, and there are movies that people try to cash in on. And the ones that I like are the ones that people put their heart into. And you can feel it in a superhero movie, or you can feel it in a horror movie, or you can feel it in some art house movie. You know, I was making the joke that if if, if Logan and Dark Knight and, uh, you know, Doctor Strange are great art films, what is Fanny and Alexander? Do you know? Nothing is the problem. And There's how no. Long would that be in the theaters? It, it wouldn't be. And that's my point. And I, the most, so my point, I, those are my favorite superhero movies Doctor Strange, Logan, right. Dark Knight. Those are great films. But they're not the only thing there is. And young people grow up today thinking that's, you know. That's well, all there is. Yeah. There's green screen and not involved. Yeah, he said it well. I remember that. I remember when that video came out. Ethan Hawke, man. Knowledgeable dude. I agree. It's like, yeah. I mean, that's why when we talk about Elizabeth Olsen, it's like, yeah, I mean, when you hear Martin Scorsese, we can understand why he's called these, you know, these movies amusement parks because, yeah, it does make sense. But then you got, you know, you got some ones that really stand out and – you could tell that there's a lot of heart and a lot of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears that went into some of this stuff, you know? So that's cool. Scott, what do you make of MGM Duo wanting in on the DC library? I didn't hear about this, so I'll have to look into this. MGM looking into uh, the DC library? No, I didn't really see this on the timeline or anything like that, so I'm going to have to look this up. I don't know if anybody else has heard about this, but hmm. Interesting. MGM? Huh. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Andrew Casali, speaking of X-Men spoilers for Doctor Strange 2, what did you think seeing Patrick Stewart back as Professor X in the yellow chair from the 90s cartoon? Well, if you watched my spoiler review, I talked about that, and I said it was cool. I thought it was perfect. And the fact that you heard the X-Men theme and then the fact that you actually saw him do the whole 
ooh, and you saw like the the waves come out of his head. You know, you never saw that before, but he went. You know, you actually saw that happen, just like the cartoon. Sam Raimi was like, "Fuck that, we're doing we're doing the full on cart cartoon right here. We're we're gonna show that stuff." So. There's a cool little shot right there. Doctor Strange and the Souls of the Damned. God. Sam Raimi did that. He did that. Jacob, the Batman or Moon Knight? Morby. <laughs> that's a good that's a good one right there. I mean, obviously that's not exactly what that's not what uh Cavill said, but I think that's pretty funny right there. That's what Matias said right there. Morbius. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, that's hilarious. I mean, come on. Thank you, Ronak, for (laughs) that's ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm sorry, I didn't. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, that one got me. That one got me. That one got me. Mike Soup's Kenobi, The Dark Knight Returns, is an iconic graphic novel, and I'm finally glad that I have got around to reading it. And while it's, uh, it did enjoy my experience reading I prefer Batman vs. Superman. I honestly prefer the subversion of the story in the film, and I'm glad it wasn't a one-on-one remake. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you don't... Yeah, you could do a full-on remake or an adaptation, as, as we call it, but... I love the fact when directors just pull, they just pull certain things from it, you know, and that's what Zach likes to do. Obviously, he's pulled various different stories. I mean, BBS has various different stories that he pulled from. And uh, I don't know. I just like that kind of stuff right there. So it's pretty good. But, but you know, but one of these days, though, maybe he will actually make a full on adaptation of Dark Knight Returns. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, all right. Well, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, appreciate it. And don't worry, Matia. We won't, we won't ban you again. We won't, or not ban you, but suspend you again. Um, uh, I, that was pretty funny. But, uh, you know I love you, darling. You know I love you, darling. Uh, it's all jokes and everything like that. But anyways, guys, all right. So, that, like I said, tomorrow is the new day for the post-show members only uh stream so we'll do that tomorrow where's my music so look forward to that but uh of course i'll see you guys tomorrow night at the same uh junkie time same junkie channel make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed yet hit that notification bell so you know when i'm doing this stuff and of course i got the patreon right there if you want to help out that pirate ship or be part of the patreon stream i'll be doing my patreon thursday exclusive on there and i got something cooking up for patreon as well so join then and of course the film junk closet you want some merchandise 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 but other than that guys see you tomorrow same time bye bye <laughs>